You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Welcome to the Earth Station MCU Podcast, your home for all things related to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, including Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Agent Carter, The Avengers, Guardians of the Galaxy, and so much more. Visit us at our Facebook group, Earth Station MCU, at earthstationmcu.wordpress.com, or email us at earthstationmcu at gmail.com. Marvel Universe, and welcome back to another episode of Earth Station MCU. My name is Jennifer Hartshorn, and we are here to talk about this, uh, the most recent episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which was our mid-season closer. And we've got uh, a number of other things to talk about. We got some, some toy stuff, we got some trailer stuff, and lots of good stuff. So without further ado, I would like to welcome back my co-host, Mr. John Raven. Ho, ho, ho! Merry Marvelmas! <laughs> I like it. Very cool. And how Thank are you day. this evening, sir? I'm doing okay. Uh, I think it's going to be a good day. It's going to be a good week, you know, leading up to a wonderful holiday. Indeed, indeed. Some some much-needed time off will be very nice. Yes. I am, uh, of course, I am in uh, in the higher education biz, and I am I am dreading the return of students. We have we have had a wonderful, nice, quiet uh, couple of weeks, but that is coming to an mm-hmm. end very soon. Yeah, but, you get you get more time off than most of us. Well, we 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 do and we don't. <laughs> you know, we, it's it's yeah, it's it's complicated. But. It's like yeah, it's like you get the time off, but half of it's like a working vacation stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. I I still have to come. Uh, unlike professors, I still have to come to to work every single day, and uh, <laughs> even even for those who are professors, they're you know having to go through and plan syllabi and all that stuff. But right. but anyway. Uh, on on with uh, stuff to talk about. So I guess uh, one of the, the biggest things, of course, was the release of the Spider-Man trailer. And uh, there was there were a lot of cool moments in it. We had uh, a yeah. lot of... Um, I think uh, from, from what I've seen, um, there are some people that claim they've seen Atlanta stuff in it. There is one Atlanta thing that we're going to talk about in a second. But um, on the whole, it looked very New York to me. I think that they, they did a lot of mm-hmm. uh, location shooting there, too, uh, which was awesome. It definitely has the feel of a, of a high school movie with, you know, like scenes right. in the cafeteria and stuff, which is great. Yeah. I loved that, of course, because we just had... Um, had Rogue One uh, open up the the uh, uh, there's a scene of uh, Peter in his bedroom crawling along the ceiling and uh, he has an mm-hmm. an ad at in the background which is cool so uh, uh, yeah well, you know those giant Walker thingies from that uh, that that old, old movie. movie right <laughs> exactly exactly that was a nice touch and he he doesn't know what the name is in the in civil war come on <laughs> i know that's 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 pretty sad maybe i i'm hoping that tony got it for him and and was like and now you know what this is and now you know or i've gotten you blu-ray name. copies of no i've gotten you the original dvds 
that have the unaltered films in them, Peter, right. so that you can watch and know your history. Exactly. Exactly. That would be very cool. I think that, that they're getting his uh his his snark down pretty well. The uh the opening oh, yeah. scene with the with the guys in the Avengers masks, uh robbing the uh the ATMs or whatever. Yeah. Which uh as uh, one article I read pointed out to me, that's actually something from the comics, from the uh the Ultimate Spider Man series by uh Bendis and oh, Mike, awesome. Mark Back. Very yeah. cool. See, the only thing that I had heard from people about that was they were busting on the fact that uh, that the Thor mask was Thor from the comics because our movie Thor doesn't wear the the, the helmet with the wings on it. But ah, uh, yes, but we have seen in the uh, in kind of some of the preview art for Ragnarok, they does wear one. Oh, excellent, excellent, very cool. And this is yeah, this is going to be out before Ragnarok, right? Yeah, and it looks really different from the one that he had in the first Thor movie. They wore for like five seconds. Right, but... right. But uh, but yeah, he's I, I just just from the little bit that I've seen, he he just seems to to capture the 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 teenageriness uh, of the character and yeah. the, the 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 dorky you know thing better than than the other yes. two. But I you know you yeah, can't really judge. Um, and definitely better than uh, I think. Andrew Garfield, like, like they tried to make Andrew Garfield and um, why am I blanking on Seabiscuit's uh, name? Uh, uh, Toby Maguire. <laughs> Toby Maguire. Yeah. They try to make they try to make this one, um, I think, more high school based. Yeah. Than either Toby Maguire or Andrew Garfield's films. Andrew Garfield was just too handsome for me to be Spidey. Uh, they've uh, they 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 did interview uh, Andrew Garfield and he loves the new trailer. Awesome. So, you know, it's it's one of those things because he's kind of a fan himself. Oh, totally. Uh, I think even before he got got the role and did the two amazing Spider-Man films. Uh-huh. So I think he's fully excited for this. And... Yeah, that's that's I mean, I did this. I was really, really excited about this. I mean, with uh, like if you think about this one compared to the Guardians of the Galaxy trailer, that one was good. But what I mainly remember of of the Guardians trailer was a couple of you know snappy one-liners you know and and not necessarily the feel of the character or the the you know the atmosphere I and mean, maybe that's because that's a sequel and we already know those things but um yeah and this was kind of uh the opposite in the fact of like i was looking for more snappy one-liners mm-hmm. uh because especially that's part of who spider-man is right right but i still i still love this one regardless and i you know it I think what they did with the vulture mm-hmm. is is really uh, the way that the character could be portrayed and maybe should be portrayed in a film because in the uh, in the comics he's all, he's practically uh, a senior citizen. Oh wow! Yeah, and uh, you know Michael Keaton is an older guy, but he's definitely not in the senior citizen category. Playing a very different kind of Birdman this time around. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. And there was that amazing shot of him, uh, him swooping down. Now, which I, I, I always get the hotels mixed up. Which one it's, is that one? It's definitely the Marriott Marquis. Right, the Marriott Marquis in downtown Atlanta, which is one of the mm-hmm. host hotels for uh, for Dragon Con. And uh, you will also recognize that from having been used in um, the Hunger Games. And I think at least right. one other one I can't remember, but it's it's so unusual and and distinctive looking. Um, I think I think I've seen mm-hmm. a quote maybe uh, 
was it Asimov saying this hotel is science fiction or something like that? I don't know. Yes, but, it's a, and I think it's the interior mm-hmm. is almost modeled to look to resemble a human spine. Right. If I yes. Correctly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Because it's got the uh, the elevator going straight up there. So uh, so yeah. Any of you that uh, that come to Atlanta for Dragon Con or otherwise, make sure you you check out that hotel because it is just yes. cool as hell. Yeah. The the unofficial Dragon Con group was getting so. Um, you know, just swarmed by people after that trailer came out. It's the Marriott! It's the Marriott! And other people going, really? Does it take place in the Marriott? We had no idea. Yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it looks, it looks super cool. Um, I'm, I'm really excited about it. I like, uh, you know, I think that the high school stuff has a, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's a thing that I'm always going on about, I know, but, they Marvel doesn't make just one kind of superhero movie. If if they did, then they would have run out of steam about ten movies ago. You know right. this. If if you if you turn on you know this trailer, you know I, I I can tell without even looking just just from the sounds or just from a single frame I can tell which movie mm-hmm. we're in because everything from the lighting to the sound to the the everything about it just is distinctive for each of these properties. And, uh, so I'm, I'm very excited about it. Um, we still don't necessarily know who's playing what I know. Um, some of the, especially some of the teenagers, they've, they've been, um, uh, uh, do you say Zendaya? Mm -hmm. Zendaya? Zendaya. Zendaya. Yeah. Um, they're saying that, uh, she definitely isn't Mary Jane, that her name is Michelle, but, you know, it seems like she's she's being yeah. set up as the love interest, and there's a finite, I mean, there's, there's what, two the or conspiracy. three? Yeah, the, and the conspiracy theorists are all, oh, they're, they're, they're not really going to tell us her, that it's really Mary Jane. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, you don't know. Right. It could very well be that her name is Michelle. She's prob- She may be a new character for all we know. Right, right. You know, or you could have the thing at the end of, you know, well, Michelle's just what my aunt calls me, and really my name's Mary Jane or whatever. But but we'll see. We'll mm-hmm. see. Uh, a couple of cool Easter eggs. At one point they show a, uh, a science classroom that has a bunch of scientists in it, and yeah. um, Bruce Banner is in there. Which is kind of yeah, cool. And if you saw the mural uh, in the school hallway, uh-huh. you get both Howard Stark is on it and uh, Abraham Erskine is on it. Oh, cool. Yes, yes. I can I, I can see that. And it's the... Um... It's like I didn't even see Erskine at first, but somebody did one of those um, shot for shot right, right. Uh, images and they put out that one. I'm like, oh, man. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, there's a there's a still of it that I'm looking at, and you can see uh, Howard Howard Stark, and it's the Iron Man two version of of Howard Stark, not the uh, right. not the the young uh, young handsome preacher looking one. Um, a number of people have have talked about uh, the um, the web shooters, and uh, it sounds like or looks like in this that's not going to be a natural thing. Right, because it's it looks like those well, are those are mechanical rather than it's yeah it's and it's not in the comics and uh, one one criticism I've heard of this version of Spider-Man mm-hmm. is um, in the comics 
Peter developed everything himself. The mm-hmm. web shooters, the uh, the suit, all, mm-hmm. all of that. Some people have uh, complained that you know him getting everything from Tony kind of cheapens Peter's own genius. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of hoping that like he makes his own versions of those things, and then Tony says, mm-hmm. "I can improve on these." Um, that 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 would be more okay to me, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. but we'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Um, he's also got the, the web wings, uh, which is going to be yes. a different thing. Um, I got so excited about the web wings. You oh, have yeah? no idea. <laughs> cool. Yeah, I mean, that's been, uh, that's been long been a part of his costume. It, although it depends on which artist is drawing him, whether mm-hmm. they show up or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they were something that were, were originally done by Steve Ditko, mm-hmm. uh, when the character premiered back in 61. Mm-hmm. Very cool, very cool. So yeah, lots of lots of stuff to uh, look forward to. Of course, I've I've been uh, at the movies several times, including for uh, for Rogue One, and uh, they had both uh, the Spider Man and the Guardians of the Galaxy trailers. So that was pretty awesome. Yeah. All right. Um, let's see other stuff we got going on. Um, there, uh, of course, this being the holiday season, they're doing a lot of uh, the USO is doing a lot of tours uh, to the uh, brave men and women who are stationed overseas. And uh, Chris Evans and Scarlett Johansson did a tour with them, which was pretty cool. You know, what's What's better if you're having to be uh, stuck in the sandbox over the holidays than to get a visit from Captain America himself? I know, right? It, it's 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 awesome, and that's I'll, I'll be honest. There's there are not a lot of of charities that that I give to, and you know, that there's and that's that's a whole other conversation. But the USO is one that I have consistently always given to because you know, ma- no matter what your politics, no matter you know what that is, they're doing a, a job that 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 most of us can't even begin to think of how how tough that is and uh and and being overseas when your your family's getting together for the holidays and everything everything that i've heard from people who've been stationed over there is that the uso really does make a huge difference so i i always contribute to that because i think that is a really good cause and uh uh Mm -hmm. it's 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 cool um the uh uh, one of the quotes was um, Chris Evans said, it's been so fantastic to meet you and really see what you have to go through. I play a soldier, but I've never actually spent real time with people who are stationed far from their homes to understand the sacrifices made. So for me, yeah. it is not only fulfilling as an actor, but as a man, it really is a wonderful thing. I have so much respect for you guys. So that and, was uh, awesome. An interesting uh, World War II Christmas fact. Mm-hmm. Um, the song um, "I'll Be Home for Christmas" oh, yes. is actually it's it's about a soldier who is dreaming of being home at, at the holidays, but knows he won't be. Yes, it was actually banned by BBC Radio for being too sad. Yes, yes, absolutely, and that's um, uh, what is it the uh, the line "Hang a shining star upon the highest bough." Um, that was the version that I learned when I was younger, but then I learned that, that the original lyric for that is, uh, until then we'll have to muddle through somehow, which is like, oh, <laughs> and, uh, see, I don't know. I've, uh, cause I've heard, hear, hear it with both, uh, lyrics mm-hmm. now. And, uh, I mean, I've, I listened to the Bing Crosby version, which is, which is pretty much the original recorded right. version. Mm-hmm. And which one mm-hmm. does that have? 
I mean, it says both. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. But, uh, but like yeah. They're in, they're in different, in different uh, stanzas of the Oh, of gotcha. The okay. Mm-hmm. Um, well, my mom, uh, my mom is 84, and so she, she actually remembers that, that time period, and uh, she was saying how she, she always gets very, very misty when she hears that. So, uh, so anyway, I thought that was very cool that they, uh, they took time out of their schedules to go and do that, which was pretty cool. All right. What else we got? Um, there, uh, of course we, we have talked many times about, um, the lack of, uh, female action figures and toys Mm -hmm. and whatnot, but it sounds like, uh, they're going to do a little bit better on the next Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Yeah, I mean, we know we're going to see some more Gamora next time around, but they've also said that we're going to see a lot of Nebula. Awesome, awesome. And um, uh, I know that they've, I don't know if there's going to be toys, but they've also mentioned that there's going to be quite a bit of Mantis. Um, And in fact, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, James Gunn wrote, yeah, I'm making sure this time around the female characters are more represented in the toy world, not only Gamora, but Mantis, Nebula, and... And Elizabeth Debicki's character as well. I guess they haven't named who yeah, she's Kismet. playing. Yeah, well, Kismet. Oh, no, they have. Uh, it's it's the character's name is Kismet, although it's, she's also referred to as her. Okay. Um, and in the comics, she is a a female counterpart to uh, the the cosmic hero Adam Warlock, who I'm really going to cross my fingers and hope shows up in this movie uh-huh. before Infinity War, since he's such a, a major part of the Infinity Gauntlet storyline. Cool. Very cool. So yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to that. Obviously, I'm not expecting a whole lot of uh, you know female action figures or anything to be coming out of uh, of, of Spider-Man. Uh, you know, we might get uh, some Valkyrie uh, stuff possibly out of Ragnarok, but I'm not holding my breath on it. So uh, so yeah, Guardians definitely looks to be the next uh, next thing to to get a good. Uh, a good passlet of uh, of of new girls to join my girls who kick ass shelf. Indeed. Yes. Let's see what else we got. Um, uh, production starting. Oh yes, yes, absolutely. Go ahead and tell us about that. Yeah, we've ha- we finally have a production start date for uh, Infinity War. Awesome. So that's gonna that's gonna be kicking off January twenty third, twenty seventeen. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I know that they've been uh, been in Atlanta doing some location scouting and things like that. And I think they're they're also going to be filming in a couple of other places too. Um, and I want to say I heard England was going to be some of it, but I guess it can stand we'll in start. for anywhere. Yeah, and you know they want to make good use of those uh, studios over there, like they have for. Doctor Strange mm-hmm. and Guardians sure. and uh, a couple other pro- Thor and a couple yep. other productions. Yep, absolutely, very cool. And uh, I think you had some news about a uh, uh, something that was going to be coming up in Ragnarok that would cross over with the uh, World War Hulk storyline. Yeah, uh, yeah. If you're like, and the World War Hulk storyline comes from mainly from the comics, but it's. Um, you know, people were speculating for the longest time that if they made another Hulk movie, it was going to be that one. Well, then we find out that they're kind of folding that story of Hulk as kind of a, a barbarian gladiator into Thor Ragnarok, and it becomes that buddy picture mm-hmm. of Thor and the Hulk. And uh, the planet on which, 
you know, he was doing his mm-hmm. uh, I am Hulkamus Dexius Maximus <laughs> um, is uh, Sakaar, which mm-hmm. we've been told now is going to be in Ragnarok. Awesome. Very cool. Now, is I'm trying to figure out how these things fit together, and, and I, I don't necessarily know that, that it's going to make any more sense if you know the comics, but um, in in uh, World War Hulk, he's actually on another planet, right? Like in another solar yeah. system or something like that. But Yeah, what happened was um, the, the Marvel Illuminati, which is, you know, Black Panther and Beast and uh, Doctor Strange and uh, the Inhumans mm-hmm. and and, uh, the, and Mr. Fantastic basically decide that Banner is too dangerous to Earth and shoots him off into space. <laughs> and okay. he ends up landing on this planet and kind of getting dragooned into this uh, gladiatorial combat. Interesting. So, yeah. but but half those guys, you know, we're not going to see in a movie anytime soon. Right, right, because they're they're on the wrong side of the the corporate divide or something. But um, or they're coming to television instead. That's that's very true. Um, so so there's that, but Ragnarok and all of the 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 stuff for Thor kind of exists in a different dimension, right? Uh, you know, it's. Um, I mean, it's it's it hasn't been made clear but i don't get the impression that it's it's another planet right it's possible but at the same time we get you know we get as guardians showing up in the collector's uh oh that's true that's which we know is in our universe right so so maybe you can actually get in a ship and fly to to ragnarok possibly yeah or not not to ragnarok you just take a rainbow bridge to nowhere right right exactly so yeah, I, I will be very interested, you know, since we don't have the Illuminati, and last time we saw him, he was just in a jet. <laughs> um, I will be interested to know how he uh, he ends up being there. But uh, but yeah, that will be that will be very cool. Um, another rumor that is going around, um, and I haven't seen anything solid on it, is. Uh, and we'll we'll we can certainly touch on this again when we do the episode. But uh, the idea that Ghost Rider might be coming back. Yeah, um, the actor who played uh, Robbie's brother Gabe is kind of teasing at it. Um, let me pull up exactly what he said. Because um, I think that you know that's that's something that is, you know, the way that that they leave it. Certainly, there's it's it's not. You know, certainly he's he's still out there. Plus, there's the whole you know whoever was his predecessor, presumably Johnny right. Blaze, uh, before that. Yeah. And uh, what uh, Lorenzo Henry said, uh, he appeared at a fan fest convention. Said, "I know some things. They're on winter break right now, but all I know is I'm pretty sure it's not the end for Ghost Rider." He said, "I know they have some things up their sleeves. It's going to be sick." Well. Yeah, I mean, I think I think at this point we still have to sort of count that in the rumor column because yeah, um, that that's certainly not not definitive. That could just be somebody blowing smoke at a at a convention, but yeah. at the same time, I think it's certainly possible. Um, you know, for all of my mm-hmm. saying, there was no way he was going to end up in Shield at all, and awkward. Um, but uh, I mean, they certainly left the door open for him to be there. He worked really well with right. Shield. I was not sure how they were going to integrate those storylines, but I think they did it really well. Um, 
and uh, you know certainly uh, Coulson and and Fitz and uh, Robbie were brought back from that dimension once, um, or or mm-hmm. a dimension once. Uh, so there's no reason why it couldn't happen again. What a lot of people are are talking about is the idea that it could be going to Netflix, and I kind of, I mean, that would be great, but that would be the first time that that had really happened. Uh, which is not to say it can't, right. but um, it, it that just mm-hmm. hasn't happened previously. We've we've had at this point we've really got three MCU's. We've got the movies, we've got ABC, and we've got Netflix. And they reference each other, but we haven't seen as much crossover as I think we were all hoping to see. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but anywho, uh, that would be cool if it happened, but definitely place that uh, still in the uh, unsubstantiated rumor column right now. And then finally... Yes. Yeah, I mean, we, we also don't know, really know what the Darkhold told Ada. Oh, yeah. So maybe maybe she's still intent on building portals and doing stuff or co- connecting to the other side. Maybe that's how Robbie gets back. That's entirely possible. And, and yeah, that's the, the, the whole issue with Ada is apparently going to be the main um, – the main subplot, you know, they, they had, uh, this season or this rather this half season has been agents of shield colon ghost rider. And the Mm -hmm. next half season is going to be agents of shield colon LMD. So, um, so yeah, we'll, we'll get to that when we get to the actual episode, but, um, then the other bit of news, and we will talk about this on our next episode, um, is that they did a little mini series about yo-yo called slingshot, which was pretty cool. Yep. And I think it's, uh, again, we'll, we'll talk more about it, but I think it's interesting because I was expecting this to be, you know, usually when there's like a web extra or something like that, they'll take one minor character mm-hmm. and maybe like have a cameo from one other character or something like that. And that's it. This is actually like a full blown episode. It has all of the, the main cast in it and everything. So, um, it's a, it's a lot more substantial. It makes me think that there was probably like a full episode planned that had to get cut or something. And that, that they just ended up sort of making it to that. But, um, but if you haven't caught it yet, uh, make sure that you do. And the next episode that we end up doing, we will definitely take some time to talk about that. Alrighty, Uh, I think that is it for getting caught up on news for the time being, so we are going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we will be talking about this uh, most recent episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Laws of Inferno Dynamics. In the mood to listen to some geeky conversations? Feel like the internet isn't the best place for an in-depth, respectful exchange of ideas? Then head on down to the 42Cast. It's a weekly show that covers a new geeky topic in comics, TV, movies, literature, or video games every week. We can be informative. Back in my day, kids, Pluto was a planet, so it's going to stay a planet. (laughs) Irreverent. You learn so much from the X-Men. I mean, really. That Wolverine is the most important character no matter what. (laughs) Strange. It's like, you know, Grodd if he went into theology or something. Right? Or controversial. I believe and I will swear to my dying day that the Marvel Cinematic Universe began with Howard the Duck. Find us on Stitcher Radio, iTunes, 42cast.com, or ESOPodcast.com. It's the 42cast, your ultimate answer to fandom, geekiness, and everything.
Welcome back, everybody. And now we're going to be talking about this uh, week's episode, which is uh, the the mid-season finale going into the break, um, which was Laws of Inferno Dynamics, which I assume is in part uh, a reference to the laws of the law of thermodynamics, which gets referenced by uh, by Fitz in this. So. At the beginning, we've got uh, we've got uh, a member of Eli's gang um, deciding to possibly turn on him, and uh, mm-hmm. that doesn't go well for him. And of course, previously we had seen Eli yeah. with the ability to uh, make these kind of like daggers out of carbon, and mm-hmm. uh, he fills the guy up with diamonds, which is yeah, uh, it's. Yeah, it's, you know, they're complaining like, we haven't gotten paid yet. You kept telling us we're going to get paid. We're going to walk if you don't. Mm-hmm. All right, here you go. Here's your payment. Oh, by the way, you guys might need to cut the rest out of him. Yeah, that was that was, that was a good a good supervillain kind of move. Um, you know, <laughs> definitely showing how, how ruthless and everything that he can be. And, and money and stealing, and, and we'll, we'll get into this later, but, but the idea of stealing definitely was a, a theme that sort of ran through this you know the idea of of money there and then we're gonna you know l- later on we talk about um mm-hmm. you know when Fitz is explaining why this is a problem what he's doing is that you know matter cannot be created or destroyed it can only change in form but he's creating matter out of nothing unfortunately right. the, the way that he's doing it is he's stealing it from this other dimension Basically. Right. I mean, it'll be interesting to see what happens with that, but I would assume that there's, you know, there's a consequence for doing that. You're, if you're taking something from somewhere else, is that gonna, you know, make that dimension collapse or, or? We're kind know, of seeing a little bit of the ramifications of it, and the, the earthquakes, earthquakes that are being yeah. caused, and mm-hmm. ones that are giving Daisy so much trouble. And at first, they're kind of being blamed on her. Right. Um, you know, it's it's creating these tremors. That God knows if uh, Eli had been successful in creating more complex uh, compounds, mm-hmm. what else could have happened? Right, right. Which is interesting because that that certainly raises questions about um, how things work in Doctor Strange and if whether or not they're going to address that in in future Doctor Strange movies. Because you know when they're when they're warping reality, you know that. Where does that power come from? They're like drawing it from one place and putting it into another, and yeah. you know, it, it's 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 interesting. Yeah, and you know, you remember in Doctor Strange when uh, when he tells the Ancient One that he saw Caselis, uh do this in the real world and not the mirror dimension. She's visibly uh, she's really upset. Yeah, exactly. So I'm going to be interested to see how they. Because it looks like they're certainly going to keep exploring that because Ada mm-hmm. has access to all of the information from the Darkhold, and uh, and certainly she's she's doing interesting stuff with that. But um, this idea of of stealing energy and matter and things from other dimensions uh, definitely comes up again. And then we've got the idea of um, Ada basically stealing May's identity and her life from her. Um, which is yes. jumping ahead, but that's that is not where I saw that plot line going. <laughs> it was uh, it was definitely an interesting twist, um, you know. It, although it's kind of one of those things you almost expect, like uh, the machines taking over, right. you know, if they get too smart. 
yeah, it seems I mean, to be whatever whatever Ada picked up from the Darkhold is is seems to be motivating her to take these more evil actions. Right, exactly. And you know, I I think most people's favorite line from this episode was was the one that. Um, Mace had about, uh, I mean, forget the fact that I was mildly attracted to her. That totally goes against the Sokovia Accords. Doesn't anyone remember Ultron? I mean, mm -hmm. that's exactly it. And uh, and there's there's a, a point where um, where Radcliffe is is trying to kind of uh, kind of justify his. Uh, his existence to Mace, and he has a, a comment about, you know, genius scientists with a questionable past forgetting to ask for the proper clearance. I mean, yeah, he he's kind of like, you know, a a, a low budget version of Tony Stark. Yeah. You know. And uh, speaking of Mace, uh, one of the things I really loved uh, from this episode was him suiting up in the armor with oh everybody God. else. I, I apologize. And just, like, Throwing down. Yes, absolutely. I apologize to our viewers. I tried to find a good high res picture of Mace to use for the uh, the cover of this episode, uh, in the in the Patriot armor, and I could not find one that was that was good enough. So uh, so you're gonna have a picture of uh, of Yo Yo and Mac in it. But um, which but... is uh, his 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 outfit actually reminded me of a couple of things. First, you know he they give him the little wings on it, almost like his his Patriot outfit in the comics. Right. But also. Uh, the armor itself looks a lot like the shield armor that they had on the Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon. Oh, really? Cool. Uh huh. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't have any. Which Clark Gregg actually does a voice for. Oh, that's awesome! That is so cool. Yeah, um, I loved the little little shield insignia, of course, on the armor, and um, I, I thought I thought it looked, you know, a little bit reminiscent of of the Winter Soldier. Um, uh, cap armor too, but you know, I guess it being a, yeah. a tactical suit for a big muscular guy, it's it's gonna it's gonna be similar in some respects. But yeah, Mace, I, I have I have really liked the way his character has developed. He has become a really interesting interesting guy. But yeah, so uh, so yeah, so getting back to that, you know, in terms of what what Ada is doing, yeah, I mean, she certainly seemed to be starting out, you know, to be. You know, much much like you know when when Tony was trying to build his you know AI that would protect the world, that was what Radcliffe was trying to do to build, you know, something that could protect agents, and uh, you know, be be a decoy or whatever. And then it goes horribly horribly wrong. So, do you think that that May got switched out at the beginning of the episode when she went to to pick up Ada at? Uh, at Radcliffe's place, or do you think it was later on? I mean, it, it's hard to say exactly when. I mean, uh, obviously, it would have been after she read from the Darkhold, so it's not. Oh when yeah, it's in this episode, was, I assume. Yeah, 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 yeah but so there's... it's not when May was getting. All right. No, it's not like back when May was recovering there. No, I was talking about uh, in this episode. There's there's a moment where um you know uh. Colson is talking with Mace and he's like, you know, we got to get our best assets together. And, uh, you know, that's when, when Mace says, yeah, we should definitely get Ada. And they have that exchange about, I was kind of attracted to her. Um, and they end up sending May to go get her. So, I mean, my guess is that's when, when Ada makes the switch, but I don't know. And it's, it ends up being kind of like a, 
like a Cylon kind of thing, because now throughout the rest of this season, we're never going to know if it's really the real person or if it's a duplicate. Well, I mean, unless she starts building more. Right. But we don't know if uh, we don't know if her plan right now is just Agent May or if there's something else going on. Oh, there's got to be. I mean, I, I don't know that she's necessarily going to, like, try and replace all of S.H.I.E.L.D. But, you know, I think much like Cylons, I'm sure she has a plan. Um, and she's not mm-hmm. just as, I mean, because otherwise, why why do it and and why kill that guy to protect the secret of it? Um, right. And and that's well. If he shows up as a as a LMD, I think we probably know that she's planning to do it to more people. Right, right, exactly. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's it's definitely going to be interesting and lead to a lot of. I mean, the 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 whole you know cliche. Uh, what was it? A team that trusts is a team that triumphs. <laughs> There's not yeah. going to be any trust, I think, uh, going on in the second half of this season, which will be interesting. Definitely. So there were so something that that I thought was and and maybe I'm totally reading into this and and I'm I'm interested to hear what uh, what other people think, but I almost felt like there was a little bit of like kind of weird racism going on in this episode, <laughs> um, yep. because. Uh, and and again, I don't. Maybe maybe I'm completely reading into this, but like I said, there was this theme of of stealing that came up, and uh, uh, as when we start getting towards the the climactic part with uh, with Eli, um, Coulson uh, uh, accuses him of being uh, you know a, a petty thief, and and he goes you know all wahaha can a petty thief do that. And uh, at one point he says, Coulson is talking about how he's stealing from other dimensions and says it's grand larceny. And it just, I, I kind of felt a little bit weird, like it was, um, and, and, mm-hmm. and, and do you know what I'm talking about? I mean, it's like, I, I didn't, the first time I saw it, I was like, there's something, I can't put my finger on it. But as I watched it more, I was like, is that like a like a diss on him because he came from, you know, a very humble Latino background or what's up with that? Uh, you know, I don't, I don't really know. I think it's more trying to kind of get the, get at the bad guy's goat. Yeah, definitely. It's like, Oh, you think you're this big important thing, but you're really this instead. Yeah. But it, 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 it felt like, and, and, and I got that impression from from Eli in this episode and from other stuff was that um, and I, I can't I can't find it. I thought I made a note of it. But, um, you know, he he had this feeling of of not fitting in like he wasn't good enough. And, you know, he, that I was there was something that that people uh, he, that he said in this episode about, um, you know, everybody thought that I must have been cheating, that I couldn't have really, you know, gotten the grades that I did or that I couldn't possibly have a doctorate and, and things like that. So that was I, I don't know. I, th- I think you're right that, that Phil was definitely playing mm-hmm. on that. But the like I said, it was just kind of weird to have that that theme running throughout of of money and stealing and, you know, and, and certainly the 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 um, 
the neighborhood that is depicted that they uh, that his family comes from is definitely a rough neighborhood. And, you know, I think that probably, you know, stealing cars and, and stuff like that is certainly part of, you know, the, the, the milieu that they come from. But I don't know. I was just I was just weirded out by it. And the other thing was there were there were two different things where um, uh, Robbie and um, and Yo-Yo had like a, a language confusion thing. And it was, you know, played for a joke. But uh, like Matt, Matt, uh, blah. Mac at one point said, um, you know, here you can wear this um, balaclava. And Robbie says, I thought that was a dessert. You know, and it was just like, I don't know. And then, and then there was, there was, um, there was Yo-Yo's thing about, uh, about, um, Daisy says, can you do some recon? And she says, I don't know, but if that means look around, then sure. I don't know. I'm probably just reading something into it, but it just kind of weirded me out. Anyway, I, th I think that, I think that regardless, I think that the idea of, 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 uh, stealing in a scientific sense, um, definitely is valid here. You know, obviously Eli stealing the book and, you know, stealing the, the research and the resources and everything like that. And then he's clearly stealing, uh, mojo from another dimension. So whether or not that is, that is cultural commentary or not, it's, it's a thing that is there. So, um, what do you, what do you make of the whole, um, the whole Philinda thing with uh, it's it's the LMD version of May, but there definitely seems like there's you know when they when they decide to open that bottle of wine together, there's a little more of a spark than it seems like we've seen previously. Well, I don't know. They, I mean, I didn't really read that much into it, but mm -hmm. maybe that could be one of the reasons. Uh, maybe that he'll eventually pick up. That'll that be the tip really off. Her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that she seems to be friendlier than usual, although, of course, they have been friends for a very long time. Yeah, but, the, again, as I went back and, and rewatched it, I am hard-pressed to think of times that we have ever seen Melinda May smile. <laughs> I mean, she is right. she is a pretty, pretty damn serious person. Um, and she's, you know, practically lighthearted at the end of this, which is definitely kind of weird. So what do you think, one of the things, one of the questions that, uh, that we had and that the people had at the end of the previous episode was it showed Ada building a brain. You remember that? Yeah. So do you think that that is yeah. what they, what she used to create the, the programming for May? Certainly could be because, uh, obviously LMD May has Melinda May's Memories. memories yeah exactly and mm -hmm. i'll be interested to, to see how they explain how she got that out of melinda because mm -hmm. we we really haven't seen any kind of technology that can extract somebody's entire memory out right or, no, or memories at all I'm tr I'm trying to think back and and if there was anything in previous seasons. I mean, we well, well, we've we've got that that season one thing that caused the memories to come to the surface. Right, right, but um, I don't think there's been anything that like lets people read minds, and without reading minds, I mean, I I 
I guess my assumption is that the Darkhold is giving her the ability to do that in some way, because, you know, when in doubt, it's magic. Um, but yeah, it will be interesting if, if that ends up being uh, being the tip-off or... Uh, or, or what, um, and, and just generally what her what her plan is going to be, because the thing is, if we're going to have this be a whole half-season arc, they can't figure it out right away. Right. You know, so 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 that'll be interesting to see how they how they deal with that over the course of uh, of the next uh, half season. Um, and then finally, um, I think uh, something that that you would appreciate. There was a. Uh, moment at the end where Phil and uh, and uh, Daisy were talking and uh, he references the fact that he wanted an inhuman to be in charge of S.H.I.E.L.D. but maybe not Mace and uh, she laughs and, and says oh did you mean me? Well maybe in the comic book version and yeah. she, she was the head of S.H.I.E.L.D. right? In the comics? Yeah for, for a short time she kind of uh, as tends to happen to directors of S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm-hmm. in the comics uh, went a little kind of on her own agenda and uh, had to be, well, kicked out basically. Gotcha, gotcha. So that was that was a neat At little the leadership role. little comics reference there. Um, yeah. Cool. All right. So uh, let's go ahead and do ratings for this. So on a scale of one to five, flaming skulls. I guess it'll be our last time doing flaming skulls. But on a scale uh-huh. of one to five, flaming skulls, with one being terrible and five being best flaming skull ever. How would you rate this one? I thought this was a five. This was really oh, solid really? episode. It had uh-huh. a great, um, a great twist at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got the action. We got to see the bad guy kind of get his just desserts. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how this goes forward. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm gonna give this. I'm gonna give this a four. Um, I thought it was definitely a solid episode. There were some some great scenes in it. I loved. Uh, I loved. Um, I really loved the sort of Quicksilver time stop kind of thing where where yo-yo goes in and like yeah. takes the guns out of people's hands that was really really well done i love seeing patriot um and i think we got a good a good wrap-up of uh of robbie's storyline even if you know i assume we're going to see more of him but even if that is the end of it that that's actually very very satisfying I don't feel like the writing has been as good in the last couple of episodes. Like I said, there were a couple of lines that I just felt like didn't quite land. That they're just like, huh? But because uh, they had some really cracking, smart dialogue uh, earlier on in the season. And I just don't feel like this one was, was quite as up to that. But I agree. It was it was definitely a good episode and uh, and definitely uh, is, is a, a suitable um way to wrap up the first half and launch us into the second half. All right. Well, we are going to be taking some time off until S.H.I.E.L.D. returns in January. So please, to all you folks out there, please have a good New Year's, and we will see you in 2017. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network, your station for all things geek, classic, current, and beyond. Be part of the crew at esonetwork.com.